Brothers and sisters, blessed Sunday. I'd like to share with you today a little testimony, a really wonderful, refreshing story that I personally experienced. Uh, it was about a few weeks ago, I went to a prayer meeting here in Rome and uh, prayer meeting was really vibrant and beautiful. And it was lovely to have this experience to see others in another culture um, praising the Lord. It just showed me again, the universality of the gospel speak a different language, but yet we're speaking the same language, uh, the language of the gospel, the, of faith in Christ. And at this meeting, there, there was a man, he came forward at the end and it was his first time. Apparently he just walked into the church. It was my first time as well. And he walked into to the church and he was sort of desperate. And at the end, he asked everyone, because we were praying with different people, and, and he asked, could, could he receive prayer? And he said aloud that, he was having some really personal issues in his life and um, which some of them he didn't go into. And one of, one of the things is that he said that he had some anguish with his son who hadn't spoken to him in a while and hadn't heard from him and he was worried about him, etc. So everybody prayed over him and asked the Lord, you know, to really help him, give him strength in his cross, heal him of any affliction, etc. And, and, you know, to open up his son's heart and etc. And... Uh, Anyway, so about two or three minutes afterwards, after the prayer, he, 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 he left. He left the, the prayer meeting and maybe about two minutes later, he, he came back in on the phone and he was just overcome with joy and this astonishment. And he was saying to everyone, my son is on the phone. He just called me and he hadn't heard from him in a long time. And somehow the son's heart was moved to call his father. It was just these moments of grace, you know, that we're not alone, that, that, that the Lord is there. And uh, how many times does he not you know, answer our prayers in all sorts of ways, ways that we don't always um, expect or plan for or understand, but he does. And so just a nice little testimony for your Sunday. Um, just want to carry on a little bit from the theme from yesterday. You know, we spoke about Bishop Emmanuel, Saint Manuel, um, telling us about the importance of a lively faith, having a heart that is, that is, that is this open to going to receive Christ in communion, and that this really, in a in a in a great way, depends on 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 how we are accustomed to recognizing Him there, and the art of Eucharistic adoration um, helps us to really grow in the disposition to to really know this is the Lord and have the faith that this is the Lord. The more we spend time in front of Jesus in the Eucharist, um, it will sink into us this truth that we may know, but that truth will will catch fire in us in different degrees. Pope Benedict said something very similar as well. He said, you know, how could we uh, know what we consume if we're not in the habit of adoring the Eucharistic Lord? So, you know, there's this real connection between the two. I just want to say, first of all, you know, that by these days and these weeks that we're speaking about Eucharistic adoration, I don't want to take Eucharistic adoration um out the route context, how to say this, in a sense that Eucharistic adoration, the Lord himself is the source and summit of our Christian life, and he is the focal point. But of course, what St. Manuel is saying, and even what I'm saying, is important to note that, not saying that you have to be in front of the, the Lord 24 hours, 24-7. This is not in keeping with many of our states of life, our vocations. 
you know, we, we have mission. Saint Manuel himself, as much as he loved to do adoration, he was busy in mission, helping the poor as well. He was doing so many things, but he was drawing life from these precious moments in front of the Eucharist, which he did give many hours to. But he he it was in view of, of, of going out to transform the world and, and and loving people as well and and when he was in adoration he was loving people too because he was praying for people and that's a great penance sometimes is to, to, to put aside time to go to the Lord to pray for people as an act of love. Helps sharpen our charity. But the point is that we do what we can. And and and, and you know, maybe somebody's five hours of adoration. Um might be one, somebody's one hour if that's what God's will is for them because God has different things in store and he can give you a blast of his energy and his presence um, in a short period of time if that's all you could give to the Lord legitimately because of all the demands on your life. So, so, so sometimes, you know, when we're coming to really discover the Lord in adoration, maybe you've experienced this tension before, is that sometimes we might feel bad, I can't get to him enough or whatever, but we have to balance that with the rest of the duties of, of our life, of state, which is really crucial. But the whole point of these days is to see too that meeting the Lord in, in adoration is the engine, is fire, it's, it's, it's life, that it, it's the encounter, it's a supernatural encounter that, that, that gives us the very reason for our existence, which is loving union with Christ, that we go to adoration to receive the love of Jesus and to adore him back with that love. As he fills up our heart by being attentive to his presence, we, we're then filled with energy and life and hope uh, to go back out into the world. So, you know, let your state in life be in a balance with how much you get to adore.